Loving Liberty Radio Network. Entire document goes out the window. Said no founding father ever. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Our forebears came not for gold, but mainly in search of God and the freedom to worship in their own way. We've been a free people living under the law with faith in our maker and in our future. I've said before that the most sublime picture in American history is of George Washington on his knees in the snow at Valley Forge. That image personifies a people who know that it's not enough to depend on our own courage and goodness. We must also seek help from God, our Father and Preserver. Well, thank you, Ronald Reagan, for that. That was great. You know, can you imagine getting to just be a fly on the wall during that time? Uh, happy Constitution Day to you. And uh, and I, I hope that this is celebrated around the country. It should be. I wonder how many people know a lot about the Constitution. I'm going to guess that a lot don't. Um, it reminds me of that clip I play all the time where the girl talked about how all this racism was in the Constitution. And Charlie Cook Kirk says, well, where is it? And she couldn't answer him because she hadn't read it. <laughs> she was full of accusations. She had just never read it. And uh, he said, it's not in there. It's not in there. And I, I, I'm listening to Ronald Reagan's words about the founders and... You know, they haven't gotten a very, very nice shake as far as uh, how we're trying to paint them in history. And so in today's show, welcome to the Kate Daly Show, by the way. I've got Uncle Milty here. How are you? I'm good. I, I, I wish more people were interested in Constitution Day. But I understand how people can drift away from the Constitution. After all, it is a 17-page document. <laughs> <laughs> we long for 17-page documents in uh, in Congress. Oh, boy. Um, we've drifted off pretty far. And, you know, it's so hard because, you know, Uncle Milty and I were just talking about, uh, before this show started today, about 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 bully groups and intimidation groups. Uh, you know, you got the LGBTQ groups trying to change um, education, trying to change legislation, trying the, the political action groups is what they've turned into. And I look at all the groups around the country, the manipulation on the freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is fine as long as I'm not offended. You know, that kind of thing. And a lot of people stand on very, very neutral ground. It's kind of like uh, I'm standing over here on neutral ground, giving you the ability to say what you want to say, even though I don't agree with you, even though I don't agree with you. And isn't that the beauty of America is that I can stand over here and my love for you extends to the point where I can say, say what you want. I don't love what you're saying. I don't like what you're about, but I acknowledge that I respect you enough, fellow citizen, to say what you want to say. And I'm not over there bullying and intimidating. And I'm not saying, well, if you were a real good human being, you'd believe is like I do, you know, or or like the LGBT crowd. If you knew what love was, you'd love us and you'd love our cause. But obviously you can't love unless you're because that's the new litmus test, you know, unless you're on board with these groups. And I look at all the manipulation going on. And um, and I think that that's a sad state. I think that's the kind of sad state that we're in as far as the PC crowd goes. 
But I do I do want to talk about the Constitution today, and I want to talk about it in terms of maybe learning something entirely new about it. And I also want to talk about um, about where we were as a country, too, because we've drifted so far away from that. You know, what the founders always talked about and what they were concerned about. And then and then in these days, you can't even bring up the stuff that they brought up. You, you, you can't do it. It's not PC. It's not politically correct. Yeah. Isn't that sad? And before anybody gets too mm-hmm. confused, the actual original parchment uh-huh. constitution was only four pages of parchment. Mm-hmm. But a modern day version, modern day you page. know, to read yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, and then we don't read it. We don't understand it. That's very difficult to understand. <laughs> it's not written it uses in uses extremely simple <laughs> English, you know. Yeah. Don't infringe on the Second Amendment. I don't know. It's pretty plain. Yeah, only very... if you know what infringe means. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is it is pretty amazing to see how far we've, we've drifted. And so um, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll take your phone calls. Um, we actually have a lot uh, to talk about. In the, in the way of free speech, you know, there were some high school cheerleaders um, that were actually uh, penalized for standing there with a Trump banner. And I thought, wow, that's that's really sad. That's really, really sad that uh, that that we're at a place now where that is a uh, this this comes by way of the New American. The high school cheerleaders were disciplined for posing with a Trump banner. He's a he's the president of the United States. That's all. But you can't have a banner and stand there with him and take a photo. That's offensive to somebody in the crowd. And so, <laughs> and so they found themselves in hot water after doing that. You know, whether you believe in Trump or not, he's still the president of the United States. Yeah. To stand by a banner and take a picture of that and to be disciplined for that. This was in North Carolina, by the way. That's a sad state of affairs in squashing these students' right to the freedom of speech. To take a freedom of photo, should we say. And and the guy that was offended mm-hmm. by the banner of the president of the United States was wearing a Che Guevara T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it just so happened. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be surprised in this day and age. Um, and so they the, these cheerleaders from North Stanley High School were placed on probation even. Adding that the the uh, governing governing body had not defined the terms of the probation. See, they couldn't decide what to do with this group of cheerleaders that stood by a, a Trump 2020 sign. And then the team uh, is expected to continue cheering, but the uh, you know the school district doesn't quite know what to do with them. How do we teach these? These girls as you know, they're supposed to be teaching the Constitution. But instead of that, how do we teach these girls? They can't say something that's not politically correct because <laughs> one in the crowd might not like it. Um, yeah. Or maybe five in the crowd might not like it. You know, there were elementary schools singing Obama songs. They were instructed to sing Obama songs Remember that? at the uh, yeah, at the events that the schools had. And people didn't have a problem with that. But you, he was president of the United States. They wanted to teach this very ridiculous song to these kids, and these kids had to recite the song. Yet you're not allowed to stand next to your Trump banner if you like Trump? When did this happen? Well, it's because they were in uniform and mm-hmm. acting as representatives of the school. So displaying a sign. Oh, I thought the teachers <laughs> were acting as representatives of the school when they taught the Obama song and then used it as representation in their little uh, assemblies. 
Yeah, that was actually really representative of the school, was it not? In fact, that was mm-hmm. the school teaching them to sing a song about Obama. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was offended at that. But you didn't see me down there calling and and, and I was silently offended at that. And I I said, "Okay, well, you know, I don't think it's right for the schools to do that, but hey, you know, um we live in America. If if kids want to sing a song like that, I guess they can. Why can't they let those cheerleaders do the same thing?" But in 2016, it was okay for teachers to tell students that if your parents vote for Trump, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty bad. And so, um, you know, as we as we talk about this today, it just reminds me about how important this is that we talk about this in 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 so many ways to remind people that it's the freedom. That's how you respect one another. If you want to talk about a nation coming together, it's not because you have to jump on board the LGBT train or or embrace what they're doing or or whatever group it is that's trying to, you know, uh, to, to bully you into making them a part of the group. It's the fact that you respect each other by just respecting each other's freedom. That is not a hard thing to do. And that's what brings a nation together. That's what brings us all together. Not not everybody jumping on a political action group. A person who was asked what their favorite mm-hmm. part of the Constitution was mm-hmm. said, my favorite part is the First Amendment, even though it can be abused. Mm-hmm. Just the Freedom fact speech, that you yeah. can say that means you don't understand it. Yeah, it means you don't understand the very thing that we're talking about. And that is it's the it's the it's the very freedom to stand there and say, okay, I support that you, uh, that you feel this way or you feel that way. And, and, and here's how I feel. And here's how I feel. This is John Stossel. This is John Stossel, man on the street. Today is Constitution Day. So what's your favorite part of the Constitution? I'm not sure what it's actually about, yeah. <laughs> Get to do whatever you want to do. I don't know. I have no idea. Lots of people had no idea. But some knew, and many had favorite parts. The ability to amend it. That was key. It allowed Americans to get rid of the bad parts. The 13th Amendment outlawed slavery. The 21st ended alcohol prohibition. Other important parts are the right of the people to bear arms, a guarantee of trial by jury. And lots of people mentioned the First Amendment. Free speech. Freedom of speech, even though it can be abused. I'm a firm believer in saying what I want to say, and I would hate for somebody to restrict me. I ask a bunch of freedom-loving people. You have a favorite part of the Constitution? They're the First Amendment. Jim Caruso runs a craft beer brewery. Why the First Amendment? If you don't have the ability to express what you truly own, your thoughts and ideas, you don't have any of the above. Libertarian Party Chair Nick Sarwalk says his favorite part is the whole Bill of Rights. The rights of the individual, the right to free speech, the right to keep and bear arms, the limitations on the powers of government. Congressman Thomas Massey says his favorite part is the Ninth Amendment. It says just because we have listed some of your rights here in the Bill of Rights and in the Constitution, that's not an exhaustive list. It says that all of the rights are yours. Congressman Justin Amash says his favorite part is... The Equal Protection Clause. You can't uh, pass laws that don't apply equally to everyone. Senator Mike Lee chose the Tenth Amendment, which gives most government power to the states or the people. States do stupid things, too. Sure they do. But the difference is, with a state, you can turn it around a lot faster. 
Charles Kirk, who heads a student group that fights against big government, also picked the Tenth Amendment because I think it shows the humility of the founders, where they said we didn't get it all right here. What amazing humility for the founders to put that in. It's a remarkable document. I hate the archaic way parts of it are written, but heck, it's still mostly working 230 years later. It's a reason we should celebrate today, Constitution Day. Hmm. What do you think of that? Amen. Um, you know, <laughs> Constitution Day, uh, the document, the law of the land that seems like if you cite anymore, it seems outdated to people. Oh, you're one of those <laughs> Constitution people. Yeah, we're yeah. not that strict. We're kind of loose. No, actually, it's still the law of the land. I'm grateful for that. Truly grateful for that. And we need to talk about it a little bit more and have it part of our conversation. Our kids don't even know what it says. Sad. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Have you been struggling with erectile dysfunction? Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. There is now a breakthrough and long-lasting fix for erectile dysfunction that does not require medication, injections, or surgery. You heard that right, no more pills. This new treatment is called acoustic wave therapy. It utilizes an FDA-cleared device that is clinically proven to increase blood flow, exactly what you need more of if you have ED. With just a few short treatments in our clinic, you can eliminate erectile dysfunction completely. Call in the next three minutes and we'll give you the initial doctor's exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound totally free. That's a $300 value. Call now, 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. If you have erectile dysfunction and you're sick of the pills, call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now for that free assessment. 435-922-7000. Are you carrying a balance on your credit card? Put that balance to work for you. Get 3% cash back when you transfer your balance to any Golden West Visa credit card. Simply complete the balance transfer through the Golden West mobile app. No balance transfer fees. No annual fees. Period. Getting 3% cash back has never been easier. Apply for any Golden West Visa card today at GWCU.org. Hurry. Offer ends September 30th. We'll take care of you. Down, set, 60 and 2. Hi! Hey, Southern Utah. It's Katie from Nielsen RV. I've called the play and my team is ready to run the route. Help us score a touchdown on our 60 and 2 RV blowout. We have to move 60 RVs in two weeks. The customers are the ones scoring in this game. These 60 RVs are marked at or below cost. They have got to go. Don't get sacked and let these deals pass. Check out NielsenRV.com on State Street and Hurricane. Off the Bluff Street exit underneath the giant American flag in St. George. Moms, you know what it's like. Your child wakes up sick one morning and you wonder, is it just a cold? Could it be the flu? What if it's strep? Don't worry. Answers are closer than you think. Stuokie Family Pharmacy offers point-of-care services. That means you simply walk into the pharmacy, take the tests, get the results in minutes, and when appropriate, get the proper prescription medications. All in one stop. Learn more at StuokieFamilyPharmacy.com. Have a safe and healthy school year from Stuokie Family Pharmacy. Voted best in in southern Utah. 
Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. Copiers for Sale offers Southern Utah the best quality and pricing on printers, copiers, and plotters. They sell, lease, and service any equipment your business or home office needs. Copiersforsale.com, a local company and division of Steamroller Copies, is always asking, what do you want to print today? No matter your situation, Bank of Utah Home Loans can help with the right home loan for you. Call Brian and the Bank of Utah Home Loans team today. 435-986-7221. Bank of Utah Home Loans, helping you grow no matter what stage of life you're in. This afternoon, we have Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic with us, and Wasatch Medical has a breakthrough and scientifically proven treatment for erectile dysfunction. That is ED. What is so interesting is this solution for ED does not require pills, injections, or surgery. Andrew, welcome to the show. What can you tell us about this treatment? This new treatment is called acoustic wave therapy. It uses an FDA-cleared device, uh, clinically proven, like you mentioned, to increase blood flow. So if you think about a guy struggling with erectile dysfunction and using the medication, well, those are Band-Aids. This treatment addresses the root cause of the problem, which is blood flow. So for the first time, we can restore normal function in the bedroom with no pills and, of course, no nasty side effects. Now, that sounds almost too good to be true. What kinds of results are you seeing with these treatments now? We've treated thousands of men across the country. We have a very high success rate. 85 to 90% of men get back to normal function, and that's despite age or health history, diabetes, or prostate issues. Now, I'm going to bet you've got a special offer just for our listeners today, right? We do. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the medication, pick up the phone, call us right now. Those that do will be given an initial exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor at our St. George Clinic. Totally free. Normally, that's $300. Call us now. It will be no cost. Okay, guys, you heard it. Don't delay any longer. Pick up that phone. You call right now for that free exam at 435 425-922-7000. That number is 435-922-7000. Going to say one more time, write it down, make that call, 435-922-7000. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Kate Daly Show. So glad you are, too. 
Um, you can go to katedallyradio.com. You can uh, find us on the Kate Daly Show on Facebook, the Kate Daly Show on Twitter, of course. And uh, make sure you get over to the website, uh, Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is the product that I take, and it is a supplement that is fantastic to get your fruits and vegetables and to help your immune system, your regulate your sugar. Uh, in the drink, it also comes with, there's also turmeric and all kinds of wonderful natural things in it to help your body get back to what what it once was or what it should be if it never was there for you. Make sure that you're getting your health in line right now. Make sure that you are um, concerned about it because you're not getting enough vitamins from our food supply. And uh, we've done a lot of shows on that. And let me tell you, it scares me what we're doing to our food supply. Make sure that you are getting that supplement and you can get uh, 25% off right now by putting in the code KATE, K-A-T-E, K-A-T-E. And make sure that you're doing that at Balance of Nature when you order. That way you get that extra savings. It's already affordable. Now you get extra savings. But but try it out and see how you feel. It gave me energy. Within about a week, I was feeling like, wow, what am I doing that's causing all this? And my husband felt the same way. So make sure that you are uh, taking that. It's fantastic. A couple of things. Um, we've been talking a little bit about the uh, the Constitution. And, and, you know, we were just talking about those cheerleaders penalized, right? Uh, for for freedom of speech, standing and taking a photo with a Trump banner. I mean, how dare they? He's only the president of our country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how dare they do that? Um, and then uh, Stossel did, John Stossel did a man on the street about the Constitution. It was interesting how many people didn't know. Yeah. Haven't read it. Sad. It's sad. Let me say this. Um, I thought this was great. And this was a piece about, uh, 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 well, let me, let me, let me tell you. I'm going to quote somebody, then I'll tell you who it was. This is what he said. After weeks of fruitless effort, the oldest uh, delegate rose, addressing the, the chairman. He said, the small progress we have made after four or five weeks is, mel- is uh, uh, melancholy proof of the imperfections of human understanding. I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth. That God governs the affairs of man. Citing the Bible, he added, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is probable. Is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord built the build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this. And I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in political building no better than the builders of Babel. The speaker, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they spoke like this a lot. And we don't think about that because we've become so PC'd since the 50s. We don't realize that this was a, an everyday conversation. Because even me saying this on the radio right now, for the whole world to hear, oh my gosh, she's hmm. talking about God on the radio. Yeah, because the founders talked about him all the time. Yep. And we need to understand that that's how it came about. Um, and uh, on this day, 1787, delegates to the Con- uh, Constitutional Convention signed the Constitution. Um, Benjamin Franklin had been spotted by a Philadelphia matron as he emerged from that meeting, and she was curious. And what had the delegates been doing behind closed doors? Uh, Doctor, uh, uh, she reportedly called out, what have we got, a republic or a monarchy? And his response was, a republic if you can keep it. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. What have we got? What have we got in this new country, a republic or a monarchy? Those were the choices. Republic hadn't been done. 
This was this was new territory, and so uh, uh, you know, we uh, we modern Americans um, easily believe this misquote, right? Um, Because some people think he said a democracy, if you can keep it, because the foundations of our Constitution aren't taught. It was a republic. People think it says democracy. They think we are a democracy. What a mistake. What a mistake that is. And yet we hear it every time a congressman opens his mouth. Right, right. We're a democracy only in the way that we elect representation um, that builds the republic. And so it's kind of interesting that people just think that we're a democracy and that's it. That that is not it. And so uh, simple democracy is one of the greatest of evils. You get a crowd going, an emotionally ignorant crowd, you can do a lot of things that aren't right because the crowd wants it. We see it every day. Yeah. I hearken back to the witch trials. So same same exact kind of thing. So um, even a signatory to the Declaration of Independence, Benjamin Rush, said that a simple democracy is one of the greatest evils. He said another signer agreed, another signer of the Constitution agreed and said pure democracy cannot subsist long, um, nor be carried far into the Department of State. It is very subject to caprice and madness of popular rage. There is a thing called popular rage. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these groups out there? Mm-hmm. And so in a simple democracy, 51% can rule the other 49% all the time without question. <laughs> Imagine what a, uh, a bare or emotional majority can do in the wake of such an event, even like 9-11. Look at what we did, you know? Yep. We were, a uh, majority of us were in favor of going to war for, with a country that didn't have anything to do with 9-11. Think about that. It can go very wrong. And so, uh, uh, you know, um, the founders rejected the simple democracy. Um, did, they meet, did they mean they rejected self-governance? No, <laughs> they did not. The founders had just fought this very, very bloody revolution, and they'd made a lot of personal sacrifices. Um, and hence the song that Ray Charles was singing, right? Yeah. Self-interest, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That he was singing about and uh, the absence of, of self. And they did it all, at least partly because they had no representation in Parliament. And so the, the principles of self-governance were so important to the founders. That's why they didn't want to list every single thing that we could do. Right. They only wanted to list the things the government was supposed to um, protect, Right. But not everything that that you could do. They believed in self-governance. Well, that's why it specifically says Mm -hmm. if the Constitution doesn't say the government can do it. Right. Then they can't. And those those things are left up to the people. Mm -hmm. And so I I I think it is so important to understand um, that the founders solved the problem of minority political interests and uh, the small states. How could they be represented next to the big states? And and uh, the founders solved this problem by creating a constitution that combines democracy, self governance, with federalism, states' rights, and and republicanism, deliberation and compromise. And this is why we have a Senate, one state, one vote, and a House, one person they have they want to get their hands on that so bad um and so when the checks and balances in our constitution are respected then they enable us to you know accomplish the near impossible be self-governing but people today have a hard time with being self-governing they want to turn and put the their they, they want to make themselves dependent to the government by putting the government in charge and making them a sort of a god and uh and and giving them leeway into their lives right it's the biggest mistake we could make as a people. Yeah. 
It is. It is. We get all this freedom, and then what do we do? We want to we want to give it back because we're not comfortable with the way everybody does things. <laughs> so we want the government to come in and, and create more and more dependency. Well, and we've also. Mm-hmm. We've also trusted that our Congress mm-hmm. follows the Constitution. They don't. And they not at all. <laughs> no, they don't at all. And so we have we have a sincere problem with that. And then we also um, what the government gets to do and what they don't get to do. Does everybody remember Kamala Harris standing there and, and basically wanting to do everything for you mm-hmm. as a as a citizen and telling you that she was in charge of everything, your health care, your education, crime, the infrastructure, the common cold. She was going to make sure, you know, uh, standing there and a lot of presidents, not just somebody running for president like Kamala but but uh, or any of the the gang of, of uh, theater actors that they have represented as uh, the Democratic Party but also on the Republican side too and they'll tell you you know they're going to solve every problem you have even 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 Trump's been guilty of that a little bit too and so we have to make sure that we understand that this isn't their role. It's not up to them. It has nothing to do with them. And the Constitution doesn't grant the federal government such unlimited authority. And neither Congress nor the presidency nor the courts were created to exercise it. So the Constitution fashioned the federal government to address a limited number of activities contained in that document's enumerated powers. And the remainder were exclusively at the domain of the state and local government and private sector. And so the system of, of divided authority is called federalism. And this recorded, uh, this was by uh, Rob Nadelson. And, and as he explained, all these newly published documents from America's founding offer a lot of insight into how federalism was supposed to work. When the proposed Constitution became public, se- September 17th, uh, 1787, Americans could see that the list of powers the Constitution granted the federal government was a generous one, and it encompassed nearly the entire scope of national defense and foreign affairs. It embraced uh, certain key economic functions, such as patents, copyrights, and trade flowing f- you know, the, across the political borders. It also included authority in certain cases to prevent states from abusing their own citizens. So the list also included authority to hold the union together. Now, the framers recognized that there were problems, and they weren't problems that the federal government could or should solve. That is huge. They recognized that there were problems, but they didn't want the federal government solving them. That is why they left most of the areas of of, uh, life to exclusive responsibility of state, local governments, and private sector. So despite the Constitution's federal structure... Many in the uh, founding generation didn't think it limited the central government sufficiently, and they wanted to be able to govern themselves in their own states and local communities. They didn't want Congress or federal judges or officials imposing uniform policies on the entire country. This is also why the Supreme Court has never been given the ability to create a federal law. They can only render in an opinion of the Supreme Court. There is no such thing as rendering a federal law from the Supreme Court like that. So the members of the founding generation had good reasons for fearing all the centralized power because it was in their history. It's in every history of every group of people um, under the same kind of tutelage. So concentrated power usually grows into, you know, grows into oligarchy, dictatorship. And they questioned whether Congress could have the information or judgment necessary to tailor all those laws for every nook and cranny of the nation. They knew they couldn't do it and they didn't want them to. 
And they recognized that when the government remained local, citizens had more say in how it was run. And if somebody was severely disaffected with state policies, he could also move to a different state. If you don't like it, you can leave. Yeah, that. (laughs) They were actually okay with that. Because then the state had the freedom to, uh, to be governed by the people, right? Decide the things they wanted to decide. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Balance of Nature. Changing the world, one life at a time. Scientific research has shown that many cancers and lifestyle diseases can be prevented with a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. This prevention comes from the phytochemicals in the plants. They fight against oxidants that damage the cell's DNA, causing mutations that lead to disease. In my lab, I've seen the immune response increase. I've seen your DNA repair capacity increase, and I've seen DNA protection. As a scientist, I know that balance of nature works. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Receive 25% off your first preferred purchase of balance of nature. Plus, get a set of convenient travel bottles containing a free additional week supply of balance of nature's fruits and veggies. With these discounts, you will still receive free shipping on every order. Call 800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code CANYON. So how'd you sleep last night? If the answer is anything other than like a baby, Dave, like a baby, come see me. I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress, and I can get you a peaceful, relaxing night's sleep and save you money. Right now, get a free adjustable base when you buy a queen mattress for $5.99 or more. And we've got the brands you know and trust. Serta, Sealy, Beautyrest, Stearns & Foster, and Tempur-Pedic. Hurry in now to Best Mattress, home of the 120-day guarantee. Sleep easy, friends. Hi. I'm Dr. Plum. I recently attended a continuing education course where the presenter asked a room full of dental professionals how many of us had flossed the night before. Only about half the attendees raised their hands. I learned that knowledge may not be the best motivator. So what will motivate you to start working toward that healthy, beautiful smile? A special anniversary or a new relationship? Maybe an upcoming reunion or a child who looks to you as an example. Whatever inspires you to go to the dentist, I hope I see you at Plum Dental. Check us out at PlumDental.com. Hi, this is John with Copiers for Sale, a division of Steamroller Copies. Did you know that we sell and service copiers, plotters, and more? Our unique business model allows us to offer 30 to 50% savings on your copier lease or purchase. Owning copy stores for almost three decades has taught us distinctive purchasing strategies. With our experience, we will reduce your equipment costs and give you better service. Call me now at 435-862-6000 for a free bid. That's 435-862-6000. Steamroller Copies! Hey, it's Casey at Garage Doors Only. Thank you for voting us the best garage door company in Southern Utah. We enjoy serving you and appreciate your vote of confidence. At Garage Doors Only, we do one thing, garage doors. We'll make sure your garage doors are in the best possible working order. We'll take the time to show you options, accessories, and the latest trends in the industry. Let us help you select the perfect door for your style and budget. Call us at 435-868-1200 or come see us at our showroom at 689 North Bluff. And again, thank you for voting us number one. This afternoon, we have Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic with us and Wasatch Medical has a breakthrough and scientifically proven treatment for erectile dysfunction. That is ED. What is so interesting is this solution for ED does not require 
pills, injections, or surgery. Andrew, welcome to the show. What can you tell us about this treatment? This new treatment is called acoustic wave therapy. It uses an FDA-cleared device, uh, clinically proven, like you mentioned, to increase blood flow. So if you think about a guy struggling with erectile dysfunction and using the medication, well, those are Band-Aids. This treatment addresses the root cause of the problem, which is blood flow. So for the first time, we can restore normal function in the bedroom with no pills and, of course, no nasty side effects. Now, that sounds almost too good to be true. What kinds of results are you seeing with these treatments now? We've treated thousands of men across the country. We have a very high success rate. 85 to 90% of men get back to normal function, and that's despite age or health history, diabetes, or prostate issues. Now, I'm going to bet you've got a special offer just for our listeners today, right? We do. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the medication, pick up the phone, call us right now. Those that do will be given an initial exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor at our St. George Clinic. Totally free. Normally, that's $300. Call us now. It will be no cost. Okay, guys, you heard it. Don't delay any longer. Pick up that phone. You call right now for that free exam at 435 425-922-7000. That number is 435-922-7000. Going to say one more time, write it down, make that call, 435-922-7000. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. It's Ray Charles. Uh, Definitely up in years singing uh, America the Beautiful. That was almost our anthem. Uh, There was a big fight over that because the anthem that we have represented war a little too much. And they wanted this one that represented the lands, the, you know, uh, what America uh, looked like and the beauty and and uh, representing all the the different areas of America. So um, and now we know which one won (laughs) that debate. (laughs) But this almost was our anthem. Uh, Welcome back to the show. I've got Uncle Melty with me. And uh, and we were just talking about the Constitution because I was just saying how uh, they did. Didn't want the founders didn't want the federal government. This is Constitution Day, by the way, if you're just joining us. Uh, the founders didn't want the feds to control everything with uniform policies, and so their their, sa- their vital safety valve was you could move if you didn't like that particular state into another state. Yeah. And uh, without that, there was no practical way to vent anger, right, uh, for somebody, and they might not agree with how a state was run, so they could move away. And so modern federal efforts to impose uniform solutions to everything on the entire nation, look how many people call for that. They want a uniform, (laughs) um, every citizen subject across the land making the federal government 
a dictatorship. They want that. And so um, that's what's, uh, of course, behind today's more political, toxic, swampy swamp. Um, but the perception that the Constitution uh, endangered local self-government was a central reason why Americans, perhaps a majority, initially opposed it. And the Constitution's advocates knew that unless they reassured the dissenters, the public was never going to adopt it. So they promised that once the government was functioning, they would offer constitutional amendments to further limit central power. That was the deal of the day. They had just gotten away, fought a revolution, and now they wanted to limit central power. Mm -hmm. They honored the promise. The amendments were known as the Bill of Rights. The advocates of the Constitution also adopted another course of action that was kind of less known today, that's less known right now. And that is they gave speeches and they wrote articles explaining to the people how the Constitution limited federal power. And sensing the need to be very specific, they listed government functions that would be outside the federal sphere. These would be uh, the the exclusive the exclusive province of state governments and the private sector. So the Constitution's advocates assured the public and reassured the public that if the central government passed laws exceeding its authority, then the courts would declare them unconstitutional. Gee, I don't see the courts doing that. That's because we don't know. <laughs> you know, we Chris don't. Ann often mm-hmm. quotes things say out of the tension. Tench Cox Papers. Yes. One yes. of the writers of these essays that we're uh, talking Pennsylvania. about. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And the Federalist Papers and the, and the mm-hmm. Anti-Federalist the Papers. The papers are central to it, understanding all this. Because you really need mm-hmm. to put everything in context. Right. And those papers and essays are what do that. Yeah. If I wrote a paper uh, saying that I want dogs to be behind bars... Now, don't you want to know in context why I feel that way or yeah. what led to that or what was the reasoning behind that? And so sometimes we we read uh, what we read on the on the Constitution. We don't understand why it is that way or why they came to that. And so you've got to understand the why. Right. Um, and so uh, the Constitution's uh, advocates really wanted us to fight anybody or especially the feds exceeding the authority. And most of the advocates issuing these lists were lawyers and they knew the courts would give great respect to representation about a law from the law's sponsors, of course. So some of the advocates who use the lists of non-federal powers, they remain famous. What do we have a musical? Hamilton, right? <laughs> uh, people don't realize uh, what, what Hamilton really you know, stood for in the day. Uh, James Madison, uh, John Marshall, uh, before he became Chief Justice. And then others are lesser known. Like you said, Tench Cox of Pennsylvania, Alexander, Alexander Conti Hansen of Maryland, and um, James Iredell of North Carolina. And so Cox may have been the most widely read, probably among the whole general public. And he was a Philadelphia businessman. He served in the Confederation Congress uh, 1789, later served as our very first assistant secretary of of, uh, the Treasury. And most of Cox's essays really have been available. They're available for free online. But until recently, four were hidden from all but constitutional scholars. And of those, uh, those four finally were republished actually earlier this year, Tench Cox. So his essays itemize many of the activities over which the Constitution granted the federal government little or no jurisdiction. And among them were social services, care for the poor and health care, education, religion, real estate, local business, most roads and other infrastructure, and nearly all criminal law matters and most civil court cases. 
Let me let me reiterate that the Constitution granted the federal government little or no jurisdiction over social services, uh, the poor, health care, education, religion, real estate, local businesses, most of the roads, infrastructure, nearly all criminal law matters and most civil court cases. What could go wrong with the government having control over education? Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I hearken to yesterday's conversation. Yep. Uh, so until the 1930s, the courts voided any measure exceeding the federal government's um, enumerated powers. And during the New Deal, this was what began to change. So much happened in those couple of decades. So although, and not for good either, although many believe that that change occurred because President Franklin Roosevelt threatened the Supreme Court. Modern research suggests that there were other reasons. And in any event, the Constitution's plan for federalism stopped operating when Cox and other founders designed it. But reading Cox's essays really kind of enables us as a as a public now to recapture how federalism was supposed to work. They weren't, they weren't supposed to have any jurisdiction over all the things that the candidates are promising on the stage. That's right. On both sides of the aisle, no jurisdiction. When our when our government says, "Well, we just need to do something about health care." No, we don't. We don't need to do something about health care. <laughs> no, the people do not, and the businesses, not the government. Yeah. But you have to admit, you What's do that? want them telling you whether or not you can eat beef or not, don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Goodness oh. gracious. Not only have they decided oh. they have authority over these things, but mm-hmm. they've decided they have the ultimate authority over these right, things. Right, right. I was looking at an email, and it happened to be for Romney, because uh, Romney's in the state that I'm in. And it was an email of all the things he was about to go do, right, and meet with. And it was everything from vaping experts to um, health care to education to certain religious groups to, I mean, the, the list was long. And I remember thinking, I wish we had a check mark and I would check each one of them and send the email back because it would say he's not allowed to do any of these things. None of these things are are um, really under his purview. And we forget sometimes that as they're busy bodies trying to get into everything and do everything, and, 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 and they always start out the conversation this way. Because I was just listening to the Dana show the other day, and the, the person started out that she was interviewing saying, well, I, we know that we need to do something. And we know that the people look to us to do something. Uh, that's the whole problem right there. In a nutshell, you don't have to do anything and the people shouldn't be looking at you to do something. And a lot of people use that as the caveat and the big excuse. They want us to. Well, that's where public education needs to get better in understanding that we're not supposed to be asking these things. And then government should never step in, even if the people wanted them to. If they were a a fantastic government body, they'd be saying, sorry, people, we can't do what you want us to do. We're not going to get involved. Well, I wouldn't hold your breath for education to get better until we get rid of the U.S. Department of Education. Yeah, absolutely. Reagan tried to get rid of it, and that you know he got a he got a pretty big warning shot on that one, didn't he? Um, so this brings me to talking about um, as well talking about um, red flag because I thought this was kind of interesting, and I wanted to pass this along and share this with you. And this comes by way of Tenth Amendment Center. Um, so the under pressure to do something like I was just talking about, about mass killings, right? All these politicians want to do something. Um, and Republicans and Democrats are endorsing red flag laws. These are so dangerous to our freedom. 
and uh, and this is what this law is what authorizes confiscation of firearms if a judge finds the owner that poses a risk to himself or others and it's all based on hearsay. So the history of red flag laws should actually make politicians reconsider this. And modern red flag laws deny gun owners prior notice. They can't defend themselves against a against an initial confiscation order. The judge doesn't even meet with them. Nothing just signs it. So the judge orders, you know, issues an order after an uncontested hearing. And so in some states, the person seeking the order is held to a relatively low burden of proof, just hearsay from a neighbor, friend, yep. family member. Right. So the district regard for due process uh, would be wrong, even if red flag laws were proven effective. But the few studies on the subject are actually suggesting that they aren't. The one uh, study even concludes that the measures may increase. Okay. In politics, we know if a proposal doesn't serve its advertised purpose, then the the advertised purpose usually is not the real one. So in this case, the uh, dominant motive seems to be to take away guns from people to keep us safe. Okay, but if you would listen to this, the real motive is not safety at all. And this is because the phrase red flag law in our history has been proverbial for the enactment masquerading as a safety measure, but really passed for really sinister reasons. So listen up. A lot of people think automobiles were invented around the turn of the last century, but a steam driven car successfully navigated the streets of London as early as 1803, a hundred years earlier. Okay. A car powered by the internal combustion engine was designed in 1808. And by mid century, steam autos appeared regularly on on English roads. The new invention, it was called road locomotive. It posed this uh, financial threat to all the entrenched special interests that were around railroads, horse-drawn carriage, all of these things, you know, buggy makers, farms who raised horses for sale, recognized that automobiles could, you know, reduce public demand for their products. Kind of funny, I'm thinking about electric cars, oil, anyway. Mm-hmm. And so instead of adapting to the market, the special interests lobbied politicians, lobbied the government for laws protecting them from competition. And the advertised reason was automobile safety had nothing to do with safety, everything to do with money. Right. Right? I think that still happens today. I think so, too. (laughs) So, beginning in 1861, the British Parliament and some American state legislators and cities imposed draconian restrictions on road locomotives. And they they enacted absurdly low speed limits, such as two miles per hour in town and four miles miles per hour on the highway. As you're doing 80, just remember that. Another rule was that any person with a horse could force a car to stop for any reason or for no reason simply by raising their hand. A Pennsylvania, a Pennsylvania bill that was vetoed by the governor would have required the owner of any automobile who encountered a horse or other livestock to dismantle his vehicle and conceal the parts in the in the uh, bushes that were nearby. <laughs> <laughs> so the most famous enactment of the British Locomotive Act of 1865, among all these other regulations, it mandated that every car have a crew of at least three persons whom at least so they, you know, this mandatory you have to have this many people in the car to proceed such locomotive on foot, not less than 60 yards, and shall carry a red flag constantly displayed, you know, like the gold star, a red flag. They wanted to to have to show a red flag, and they had to warn the riders and drivers of horses um, of the approach of such locomotives, and then they had to signal the driver thereof when it, you know, when it shall be necessary to stop and shall assist horses and carriages drawn by horses. So the requirement that a crew member precede the car with a red flag gave the restrictive enactments their popular 
name, the red flag law. Yep. So unfortunately, the red flag law stalled automobile progress for years because it conflicted with the industries at the time. Right? They wanted their they wanted their cake, um, and they were loosened in the 19th century, and then progress resumed. And that's this is why uh, many think of cars as not being invented until the 19th or 20th centuries. It was actually stalled by red flag laws, posing as safety, posing as safety, having nothing to do with safety, having everything to do with infringing on the rights of people to want to drive said road locomotives. What an interesting concept. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And so, isn't that interesting? Um, In fact, in 1904, uh, John Scott Montague, a British MP, wrote a survey of automobile laws for the American Scholarly Journal, and he said this, The continual misdirected effort of the law to control vehicles, about which the lawmakers have had as a rule, but shadowy and erroneous ideas, future generations will laugh at the illogical efforts their forefathers made to restore strict the use of the automobile. Um, and so he might as well have been uh, describing red flag laws, the infringement of red flag laws on so many different rights, all in the name of safety. Yeah. Think twice when you hear a politician say, I just want to do something. I just want to do something. Scariest words a politician could ever say. <laughs> I just want Isn't to. That the I truth? know I have to do something about this. No, you don't have to do anything about this. Ah, we'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. We'll take your calls, too. I'll be back with Uncle Milty in just a moment. Stay with us. Have you been struggling with erectile dysfunction? Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. There is now a breakthrough and long-lasting fix for erectile dysfunction that does not require medication, injections, or surgery. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. Range Magazine. 